From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, June 30th. The school district's free summer lunch program is rolling along, offering meals to all Grand County kids through the end of July. Monday through Friday, kids can pick up a lunch and breakfast pack for the next day at HMK Elementary School. Our lunches are going to be some great cold lunch options. So we've been experimenting with some different salads that we can offer, some sandwiches, just some different fun things that you don't have to heat up, that we don't have to worry about keeping hot throughout the day. Not that that's a problem in Moab, but... (laughs) Alicia Packard, Director of Child Nutrition for the Grand County School District. During the school year, Packard's staff serves roughly 250 breakfasts and 1,000 lunches per day between all of Grand Schools. While they certainly don't expect to serve that many every day this summer, she does hope to have about 300 kids Monday through Friday for meals. It's it's available to anybody. You don't have to be enrolled in a Grand County school. You know, homeschooled kids, kids that aren't old enough to go to school, kids that are staying with grandma and grandpa for the summer or whatever. Anybody under the age of 18 is welcome to take advantage of this program. And this year, kids don't have to be present to get a bagged lunch. The summer feeding program is sponsored by the USDA. Packard says the federal agency made things like meal pickup and what types of meals are served more flexible this summer due to the pandemic. She says that should lighten the load on parents, too. So if you have six kids at home and all you have is your little two-seater car, you can leave those kids at home and come get their lunches and head back home and don't have to wrangle everyone into the car and get them all down here in the hot sun. Hopefully be a little more convenient that way. Packard encourages more kids and parents to take advantage of the free lunch program, which she says is available to families regardless of income level. Summer lunches run Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at HMK's drive through Loop. The program will last until the end of July. The state flag task force met for the first time in mid-June to discuss the redesign of the Utah state flag. Legislators gave this task force the authority to pick up to 10 proposed designs as replacements for the current flag. Ted Kay is the secretary of the North American Vexillological Association and the author of Good Flag, Bad Flag. Reporter Darcy Ritchie with our partners at Utah Public Radio sat down with him to learn more about why Utah's flag is being redesigned. So right now the Utah flag is just the state seal over a blue background. What's wrong with that design? You have to go back to the purpose of a flag, which is to represent something distinctively at a distance. Half of U.S. state flags have a seal on a blue background. So Utah's flag does not stand out as different among the group of U.S. flags, and therefore it fails in its purpose of representing Utah at a distance. And if you think about the four corners states, Arizona has a great flag, Colorado has a great flag, New Mexico has a great flag, and Utah's flag is indistinguishable. There was another effort to change the Utah flag in 2002 that you were involved in. Why do you think it was unsuccessful? Why did we not change our flag then? The 2002 effort was sponsored by the Salt Lake Tribune, and it wasn't approved by any government entity. So it was a popularity contest, but it hadn't gotten the prior acceptance of the elected officials who would need to put the resulting design into effect. Fundamentally, that's why it failed. It also failed because the daughters of the Utah pioneers went to the governor 
and said, no way are you going to change the flag that our great-grandmothers created. So there was a, a powerful historic lobby, historical lobby that uh, acted against any flag change in Utah. The legislature is going to start taking flag submissions from people in Utah. As people start to make their own flag designs, what advice would you give them? I would advise them to go online to nava.org, N-A-V-A dot O-R-G, and find Good Flag, Bad Flag. It's a 16-page booklet that provides guidance on flag design. And the fundamental ideas are keeping the flag simple. A flag should be so simple that a child can draw it from memory. It should have meaningful symbolism. Its images or its colors or patterns should relate to what it symbolizes. It only needs two to three colors. They should be limited to three and make them contrast well and have them come from the basic color set, red, white, blue, green, yellow, black. There's no place for lettering or seals on a flag. That belongs on paper. And make the flag design distinctive so it's not like those of other states. A flag that meets those five principles will very likely be a strong contender for a flag to represent Utah. Ted Kay from the North American Vexillological Association speaking with reporter Darcy Ritchie from our partners at UPR. The state flag task force is beginning the process of changing the design of the Utah flag. Members of the task force say there will be opportunity for the public to weigh in during the coming months. The Interior Department is asking Congress for $17.6 billion next year. That's about $2.5 billion more than this year. The Mountain West News Bureau's Madeline Beck reports it's the first interior budget under the Biden administration. Members of the House Natural Resources Committee largely praised budget increases to the Bureau of Indian Affairs and efforts to address the crisis of missing and murdered Indigenous women. Some lawmakers want more money for water storage, recycling and infrastructure as the West faces a deep drought. And then there's criticism over the Biden administration's pause of new mining leases on public lands while it reviews them. Colorado Republican Doug Lamborn asked Secretary Deb Holland about it. Do you anticipate a permanent ban of uh, production of for, for new leases when the review is done? Uh, as I have said many times, uh, gas and oil production will continue well into the future. And, uh, and we believe that that, it, that is the reality of, of our economy and the world we're living in. Holland also says the agency is deciding what to do with the Bureau of Land Management headquarters that was moved to Colorado under the last administration. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Madeline Beck. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, June 30th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 